Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2022, and Joe Biden has COVID. Record scratch. No, actually, Joe Biden just told a room full of people at the White House that he has COVID in another embarrassing blunder. It's actually the second gentleman, Kamala Harris's husband, who is COVID positive. We hope he gets better soon. But an embarrassment, again, for our president. He was laughed at at the White House in a very scary time. You know, the Russians are calling for America to give back Alaska, and the Saudis are considering dumping the dollar. We are very proud that the Senate is considering dumping the mask mandates for flights and public transportation. They are insane. And we cover it all on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Stage, but that's enough, too. Look at the stage. But there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. It's me. That's not together. The second lady, the first gentleman. How about that? Anyway, Uh, yes, nothing like there being a massive crisis around the world, the globe falling into absolute war torn decay, the American dollar on the decline, American culture fraying, the Chinese rising, the Saudis planning on dumping the petrol dollar. And Joe Biden doesn't know that he's president. What you just heard there in a clip is Joe Biden saying that he himself has COVID to a massive group of people at the White House packed in shoulder to shoulder, announcing that the husband of the first lady is COVID positive. Yeah, great job. You can hear the screams from the audience. Didn't go super well. Probably a bunch of branch Covidians there in the crowd and Joe Biden horrifying all of them before needing to be reminded by Jill Biden, we have confirmed that he himself is actually the president and that it was the first gentleman. His name is Doug Emhoff. He's married to Kamala Harris. He has COVID. Joe Biden didn't even get that right. Joe Biden then called the first gentleman, the second lady, and then the first lady, and then back and forth, and it's humiliating, and this is what happens when you ignore natural law. We've talked a lot about it on this show, but natural law says this. The laws of the jungle are real. Might does make right. You do want the strongest, most powerful, most capable person to lead you in times of crisis. The histories of the world is made up of dumb people leading their countries into peril in times of crisis. See the Romanovs. In the end of the czarist regime in Russia, go ahead and see Kaiser Wilhelm in Germany. See some of the stupid monarchs in England, King George, for instance. Go ahead and check in the dumb leaders of the Bible. You don't want stupid people to be in charge of your country in times of need. You don't want the weakest, most feeble, most sickly dogs to be leading the pack. My child who is one years old. Her name is Eloise, and she is obsessed with big cats. She loves lions and tigers. We go to the zoo, and we see them. When we are at home, we watch nature documentaries, if we watch any TV at all. And when you watch the nature documentary, you see that the large, proud, strong lion is in charge of his pride, and he has to stay strong, and he has to stay alert, 
Otherwise, the younger lions will come in and kill him. They will take his land. They will take his territory. They will take his women. They will kill his children. You are denying nature when you put feeble, diseased people in charge of your land. You're denying nature when you let those feeble, diseased people wobble around and make horrible decisions. And that's where we get to present-day America. You are seeing some very, very scary trends right now. The dollar is on the decline. The stock market is taking a walloping. China is going to try and debase the American currency. You're already seeing this, and we're going to get to that in this show. And you are watching the dumbest moves made yet in Ukraine. What you saw this morning was President Zelensky talking to Congress uh, via video chat, playing propaganda videos about Ukraine and begging for Americans to essentially get directly involved in the war, begging for NATO planes to shoot down Russian planes over the Ukrainian skies, thus escalating the war. The dirty little secret about war is that you're the ones who fight it and the elites are the ones who get extremely rich off it. Afghanistan and Iraq were massive money laundering operations for everyone from our intel agencies to our defense contractors. These money laundering operations have been shut down as of late, and they need a new one. That's why I have said publicly on Twitter just moments ago, and definitely right here on this live stream in our daily show, that I wish Congress would tell me the last time that they all gathered in a theater to listen to the war-torn parents of Americans living in American cities on the battlefields of American streets, the broken, rotted, horrific, dangerous, deadly streets of Baltimore, Seattle, Portland, LA, San Francisco, Detroit, St. Louis. When were the last times you heard from people in Newark, New Jersey, talking to Congress about the broken war zones that are here in this country? What's the death toll in Chicago this year? Is it over a thousand? I mean, that's a, that's a casualty number that you would report on a battlefield. It's horrifying what's happening in this nation. And the reason you don't hear about it from Congress is that the members of Congress who are in charge of the legislative branch in this country are from the worst places in the country. They're from New York. They're from Louisville, Kentucky, which is which was burned to the ground during the BLM protests. They're from California. That's where McCarthy's from. That's where Pelosi's from. That's where Schumer's from. Mitch McConnell. They're from the worst places in America with the worst policies in the worst cities and the places that resemble war zones. And so you won't hear from them about the policies that they have enacted over their long, extensive political lives in this country. Ladies and gentlemen, they have been around to make policy and to see the results of that policy. And the results have been bad. The majority of the people leading this nation are over the age of 80. They have been in Congress for a collective 300 years. That's older than the age of the country. Now, we've read your emails. We're not ageist on this channel. We're simply noting that there are people who make policies and they are around long enough to see the results of those policies and to not change their ways. That's what you call evil, ladies and gentlemen. And it's here. Now, I will not be taking lectures about the people of Ukraine and the terrorism going on there, which is horrible, and we do not want anyone to be hurt in Ukraine. We do not want war in Ukraine. We want people to live in peace. We want people to not be hurt or harmed. 
But these are the same people who kneeled to BLM with kente cloths on in the halls of our Congress, in the people's house. They bent over and they kneeled on the ground and bowed their heads to Black Lives Matter as that organization was complicit in the torching terrorism and murder of American cities in American streets all across this nation. What led to World War II? Well, there's a lot of factors, but one of the leading ones was inflation. The German mark became worthless for the German people because of stupid policies. It was like a billion marks to buy a loaf of bread. Does that sound familiar? Have you checked the price of grain recently in America? This is what out-of-control inflation for a fiat currency looks like. Insane markups on everything from fuel to houses to used cars to bread. Get ready. It's going to hit you in the grocery store soon. Hedge against this type of insanity by investing in something real. Real value right now. Gold and silver from Birch Gold is a time-tested mark of value. Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation. Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into tax-sheltered IRAs backed by gold and silver. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get this info. Text Benny to 989898 to get your free info kit now. Go gold right now before it's too late. So I won't be listening to lectures about from those people who bailed out rioters and who brought anarchy and terrorism to our streets and then bowed their heads to it and in fact funded it little note we saw this morning as we were looking at those old kneeling kente cloth photos that you can see Kamala Harris proudly right in the back. I actually forgot that Kamala Harris was there. Kneeling to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You remember Pelosi could barely get up after she had kneeled down on the ground to them. It's hedonistic. It's bad. And I won't be listening to lectures from these people. Until, it, until you focus on your own house, and build your own house on a firm foundation until you check out the log in your own eye. You have no right to tell people about the specs in theirs. This is biblical stuff, guys. We have got to focus on this country first. And the first major issue with this country is that our leadership is utterly incompetent. As you saw there in the open clip, the second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, 57, has COVID-19. As always, we're not a sadistic We're not sadistic on this show. We wish him a speedy recovery. Unlike the left who wishes for harm to those on the other... That that means they're fascistic, right? They're not liberal. They're fascistic. They wish harm on the other side. We do not. We wish people to live happy, joyous lives, no matter what they believe. Vice President Kamala Harris... Uh, has does not have COVID-19. That's according to the White House. Joe Biden mistakenly said in an event last night that he had contracted COVID-19. Yikes. The first lady's husband has COVID-19, Joe says, to the horrified screaming crowd. That's right, Biden said to laughter. She's fine. The second lady. The first gentleman. How about that? Great. Definitely. They're not sending their best, ladies and gentlemen. Emhoff tested positive after the former 
after former President Barack Obama announced Sunday that he had also contracted coronavirus, but claimed his wife, Michelle, was clear. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I guess you can go through all of COVID without getting it if you live on a private island called Martha's Vineyard and throw lavish parties, maskless parties for yourself on your private island in your mansion. Cool. Uh, A group of Democrats from the House reported testing positive after their event in Philadelphia this weekend where Nancy Pelosi said that government spending does not increase the national debt. Things are gone insane in our Congress. We wish very much to fast forward to 2022 when, praise God, we will have some leadership that focuses on, on the needs of the American people. We want to be very clear here. We don't want horrible things to happen in Ukraine. We disavow it. We are angry by it. We wish it wasn't happening. We disavow the actions of murderous dictators who want to kill people. That's obvious and empirical. However, we wish that our Congress devoted the kind of attention to this country, our border, our problems at hand, the same intensity of attention and fervor and speech giving to our country. That's all we're asking for. We're starting to see little cracks and fissures in that, and it's very encouraging. The Senate voted yesterday to repeal the mask mandates for public transportation. As I ranted and raved yesterday, I am sick of wearing masks on planes. Why do I have to wear a mask from a maskless state, Florida? And by maskless, I mean you can wear a mask here. If you wear a mask here, that's up to you, dude. You know, people wore masks and wore little plastic gloves before COVID in the grocery store. I remember them specifically. That's up to you, man. Your own choices are up to you, dude. It's that I don't want to be forced because of your mandates. I don't want to be forced. Do you see the difference here? You see how it works? I don't care what you do. You need to stop caring what I do. My choices are as valuable and relevant in a free society as your choices. So why am I forced to wear a mask on an airplane from a free state to a free state? When I fly from Tampa to Nashville to do the Candace Owens show, why do I have to wear a mask? Why do I have to have a little lady come up and snip and snipe at me, telling me to pull it up over my nose? Lady, you're a stewardess. You are not a medical trained professional. I love the job that you do. I like American Airlines. I'm always trying to be kind and courteous. But since when did these people become medical professionals? Why are you giving me health advice? That's not why I bought this ticket. I go to the doctor for that. So how is it your job to sit there and like enforce mask policy on me while we're 30,000 feet up in the sky with a HEPA filter? Why is it that I can land and suddenly in the airport we're all packed shoulder to shoulder and no one's wearing a mask? And there are no HEPA filters. And then you go down to a bar in downtown Nashville, and it's the same thing. Went out for a steak dinner, it's the same thing. Packed in, shoulder to shoulder, not a mask in sight. Insanity. It's like a little Faucian dystopia up in the sky. Like this little sliver of America that's up above us, where Dr. Fauci still reigns supreme, and his nightmare dystopia still hovers over all of us. It's sickening. That's why we're so proud of Rand Paul. We totally support Rand Paul on this show. The U.S. Senate passed a resolution on Tuesday that would end the CDC's control over mask mandates for air travel and public transportation. Well, good. They shouldn't have that control anyway. These are private companies. Those private companies should make their own decisions for their own customers. The resolution spearheaded by Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul picked up a bipartisan support 
57 to 40 vote. Yikes. Well, that means that seven Democrats voted with Republicans. What do you know? The seven, the eight Democrats, forgive me, eight Democrats that voted were Bennett, Cortez Masto, Hassan, Kelly, Manchin, Rosen, Cinema, and Tester. All of them are from red states. Speaking of a senator from a red state, Mitt Romney voted against it. That's right. Mitt Romney voted to mask your children indefinitely. Mitt Romney is a Democrat occupying a Republican seat. This is why I would be okay with Mitt Romney. I was talking to my wife last night. I'd be okay if Mitt Romney was from New York or was holding a seat in Vermont. If it was like Mitt Romney and Bernie Sanders as the senators from Vermont and he was serving in a blue state and he had gone in and won a seat in a blue state, then I would be like, hey, listen, dude, you gotta, you're gonna squish out, you gotta represent your blue state electorate, fine. Mitt Romney ran, uh, I believe he was governor of Massachusetts for one term. I think maybe you can only serve one term in Massachusetts. I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, Mitt Romney is sitting there holding a down holding down a seat in a red state that is blood red and he is robbing Republicans in Utah of a vote in the Senate. This is insanity. We got to we got to go to Utah once we have our new baby, we're going to be we're going to be staying put for a little while because we're welcoming a new baby in the Johnson household, a baby that will never be masked ever. Trust me on that. I should go take my show to Utah and ask people there you know, what they think about masking children, what they think about Mitt Romney's vote to continue to mask children. It was disgusting yesterday on my flight. You saw these little kids having to be masked. It was so evil. And these parents having to comply and like shaking and shivering, having to shove these wet, disgusting masks on their kids. And these parents are like, you, you know, you're watching this happen and you're like, geez, man, like, why would Mitt Romney be voting for this? Mitt Romney has like 400,000 grandchildren. I've seen photos of his family. Why? Ladies and gentlemen, one of the worst tactics of the communist is to try and just silence your voice. They don't believe in free speech. They don't even believe in ideas that are different than theirs. It's a religion for these people. That's why deplatforming is one of their greatest tools. They want to take you off the internet. Build your own internet, the commies say. And you know, one company went out and did it. That's why we're proud to partner with RightForge. RightForge is a company that went out and built their own internet, their own servers, their own hardware in order to keep conservatives online. It's the only internet company devoted to core American values like free speech. On the front lines against the leftist cancel culture is RightForge and conservatives like me are threatened by big tech deplatforming. That's why I'm very proud to say that the BennyJohnson.com platform is completely hosted by RightForge. They're helping also bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domains to RightForge.com, the real American internet. It's time to support a company that supports you and supports American values and supports free speech. RightForge, ladies and gentlemen, the true American internet. Rand Paul has no clue. Rand Paul said today the Senate said enough is enough and sent a message to unelected government bureaucrats to stop the anti-science nanny state requirements to travel with mass mandates, Rand Paul said in a statement after the vote. The entire world is learning to live with COVID. The federal government still uses fear-mongering to stubbornly perpetuate its mandates rather than giving clear-eyed rational advice for how to best protect yourself from the illness. That's right. 
It's amazing. Natural law. It always comes down to survival of the fittest. How do you want to fight COVID? Now that we've lived with this thing for two and a half years, going on three years, how do you choose what is best for you? There's no one size fits all. It's got to be your choice. We have always advocated personal freedom on this channel. It's up to you, baby. Just like everything else in life, your choices are going to affect your life. And so you got to make smart, wise decisions. And we trust you to make those decisions, not a bureaucrat and certainly not a centralized or globalized government. That's where things get horrific. That's where you get these problems in the first place. Obviously, Dr. Fauci funded the research that led to COVID, funded the dangerous research in the Chinese Wuhan laboratories. And we know that. We've seen the paperwork. We've seen the documents. And Republicans like Rand Paul are promising to investigate him. Please, Lord, hasten the day. Godspeed, sir. Rand Paul forced this vote, and he applauded the Senate for rejecting this nonsense. A lot of the Democrats who voted with Rand Paul are up for re-election or from red states. Good for them. Mitt Romney voted with Democrats to keep masking two-year-olds, according to The Federalist. During a Senate committee health and education labor and pensions hearing over the bipartisan Prevent Act, Romney voted no on lifting mask and jab mandates for federal Head Start programs. Current U.S. Department of Health and Human Services standards for the Head Start program require universal masking of all individuals two years of age and older, and the COVID-19 jab for adults involved in the program. Republican Senator Braun of Indiana introduced the amendment to prevent them from doing this. Despite urgings from other Republicans, the amendment failed, even though swing Republicans such as Murkowski and Collins voted to unmask children, Romney crossed the aisle and helped doom two-year-olds to wearing face coverings even though most adults in cities, schools, and workplaces do not have to do that any longer, including in hard blue states like California and New York. Utah, what the hell are you doing? Recall this guy. Recall Mitt Romney. He's holding, he's a Democrat holding a seat that rightfully belongs to a Republican. Again, if Mitt Romney was from Vermont, I wouldn't be as upset. He's voting like the way that his insane constituency votes. Maybe he'll join with us on some important votes as a Republican. He's holding a blue seat. Mitt Romney's holding a red seat. View it as chess, not checkers. Such an embarrassment. Well, as Mitt Romney is voting to continue to mask two-year-olds, Saudi Arabia is voting to potentially destroy the American petrol dollar. Let me explain how this works and how this is extremely scary. We're going to do actually a full in-depth video on this. We're going to do a lot of research on the petrol dollar. We have done a lot of research on the petrol dollar, and we're going to do a big documentary, essentially, show on what it means. Essentially, what it means is the petrol dollar is something that was established in the 1970s with the Saudis in a deal where the Saudis, for protection over their airspace and over the sea channels to get oil in and out, The Saudi Arabian leaders made a deal with America uh, to take the military protection that they could not provide for themselves or they didn't want to provide for themselves. They knew that America could do it more strongly and with more accuracy and more global precision. And they traded that for demanding that anyone who buys oil from them, which is the majority of the world, that they buy that in American dollars. What that means is that there's more dollars in reserve currency. It forces any other nation 
let's say Germany wanted to buy gas from Saudi Arabia, Germany would have to pay for it in American dollars. That means Germany has to buy American dollars to do that. That means more of our currency is used around the world. That means more of our currency is sitting in bank vaults under massive government buildings. And that means more of our currency is stabilizing to us, our nation. And it means our dollar is worth more. That's why that deal was struck. That is the creation of the petrol dollar. Saudi Arabia trades approximately 80% of its oil in dollars. That's a lot. That means a lot of dollars are needed to make those deals happen. That's why it's horrifying that the federal government has spent so much of our dollars and printed so many of them because they are actually valuable, unlike many currencies. And it's also why it's horrifying that Saudi Arabia is considering dumping that system which would turn America into a second or third world nation overnight. Our dollars, you think inflation's bad now? Try like 90% try 90% inflation. Try like your dollar being utterly worthless. That's what happens when you have the complete collapse of the petrol dollar. Well, let's read the article and see what's happening. Saudi Arabia is in active talks with Beijing to price its oil sales in the Chinese yuan. People familiar with the matter said The move would dent the U.S. dollar's dominance in the global petroleum market and shift by the world's top crude exporter towards Asia. The talks with China over yuan-produced oil contracts have been off and on for six years but have accelerated this year as the Saudis have grown increasingly unhappy with the decades-old U.S. security commitments to defend the kingdom, the people said. The Saudis are angry with the U.S.'s lack of support for their intervention in Yemen, the Yemeni civil war, and over the Biden administration's attempt to strike a deal with Iran over its nuclear program, unbelievable. The Saudis and Iranians, by the way, hate each other. Saudi officials have said that they were shocked by the precipitous U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan last year, obviously, showing how weak we are as a nation. China buys 25% of its oil from Saudi Arabian exports. If price in yuan, those sales would boost the standing of the Chinese currency. The Saudis are also considering including yuan-denominated future contracts, known as the Petro Yuan, in pricing models for Saudi Arabian oil company. So that means that you would be able to buy oil. Any country would be able to buy oil in yuan. Well, that's not good. That would mean that countries would effectively start choosing between two nations and that the countries that are closer to the authoritarian dictators, and that's a lot of them, would choose to not use American dollars, further eroding our currency. It is hard to explain how frustrating it is to have talked about this for the better part of a year and to have no one listen, and now to see it happen. It does legitimately threaten your children more than anything else on the docket right now. I know that we love playing clips of pink-haired teachers. We disavow CRT. We hate the sexualization and indoctrination of children. We are so angry and so ardent against it. We are pro-laws that protect our children against that nonsense. But if you are looking for the true empirical threat to our children out there today, ladies and gentlemen, it's the destruction of the U.S. dollar and the economy, making all of our children essentially serfs and to a client state global government or to China. That is the true threat. If you have kids or grandkids or if you're a young person yourself and you want a future, this is the battle. 
the most demonstrable and empirical. The other battles are very important. But without the supremacy of the dollar, we don't have a future as a country. We have a diminished future as a nation. It would be a profound shift from Saudi Arabia to price even some of its 6.2 million barrels a day in crude exports in anything other than dollars. The majority of global oil sales, 80%, are done in dollars, and the Saudis have traditionally traded oil exclusively in dollars since 74, when the Nixon administration uh, that included security guarantees for the kingdom. China introduced the yuan price oil contracts in 2018 as part of its effort to make the currency tradable around the world, but hasn't been able to make a dent in the dollar's dominance in the oil market. For China, using dollars has become a hazard highlighted by U.S. sanctions on Iran over its nuclear program and Russia in response to the Ukraine invasion. This is why it's so stupid what we are doing right now with as it pertains to Russia. When you weaponize the thing that keeps your nation safe and you turn that into a vehicle to hurt other nations, you start to make the U.S. dollar toxic. It becomes suddenly a realization that our U.S. dollar, keeping that in your banks, are like keeping a radioactive material that America controls and could detonate at any time. It is insanely stupid to weaponize our dollar dominance and to weaponize our economic dominance against other nations. And by the way, I am one hundred. Candace has taken a lot of heat right now for what she said about Russians. You should not punish people for the evil actions of their leaders. What if that happened to Americans? Do you agree with the Biden administration? Do you agree with literally anything the Biden administration is doing? The vast majority of the world does not. Do you want to be punished on behalf of that? Do you want them to go directly after Americans? This is not the system that we want. There are a lot of peaceable Russians, I'd argue the vast majority of them. I don't know Russia very well. I haven't been there. There's a lot of peaceable Ukrainians. Evil leaders do evil things. Do not punish the populations or, most importantly, and this is the point that Candace makes, become overtly racist against those populations. I mean, you're going to end up driving those populations away and radicalizing them, and you don't want that. Insane that the same people that are saying, take the medicine you don't want or we'll steal your job, Lock down and mask your children. The same people that are saying Black Lives Matter and rioting and marching and killing in the street, that those people can somehow coalesce uh, against ev- against, uh, you know, against an entire nation and people in the name of stopping an evil dictatorship. Once again, we say it and we'll say it again and again. Focus here at home first. It's biblical. It's Christian to say we're going to focus on the speck in our own eye and we're going to build our house upon a rock first before we start looking at anyone else's eyeballs and we got real problems here at home. We got real dictatorships in this country, in Canada, in Mexico, which is spiraling into chaos, in cartel wars. Man, the footage coming out of there is insane. Insane. But here we are. The end of the petrol dollar may be at hand and also the end of America's number one most number one leading oil reserve, which is in Alaska. Is the end of Alaska at hand? Well, you may remember that Alaska was sold to America by the Russians way back in the day. And now Russia wants it 
back. Russian state TV calls for reparations from the U.S. over sanctions. Putin's laptops demand the return of Alaska and California's Fort Ross and threatens nuclear strikes on the U.S. Okay, how about this? Putin, you can have California. They're already communists. It'll probably fit in really well. You can have California. Take them. They're going to love the authoritarianism. They won't really know the difference. You can take California. (laughs) On behalf of all Americans. (laughs) But we're keeping Alaska. Alaska's cool, man. We spoke with a senator from Alaska uh, on last week's Newsmax show. And he was like, dude, drill, baby, drill. Russia should not have sold America, Alaska in hindsight. Big mistake. And Alaska is beautiful and awesome. I really hope to go to Alaska one of these days. A member of Russia's parliament called for reparations from the United States, including settlements in Alaska and California over the vast sanctions. The Kremlin has been flooding the airwaves of its state-run channels with pro-war propaganda that paints vastly different portraits of reality and shields Russian people from the horrors of Vladimir Putin's bloody invasion of Ukraine. Alaska and Fort Ross in California were part of the Russian Empire in the 18th and 19th centuries before they were sold to the United States. That I didn't know. So Russia owned part of California? Wow. That's wild, dude. He continued, The return of Alaska, you can see here the images on your screen. You can see the images on your screen of what Russia sold to America back in the day. Yikes. Russia. Bad deal. (laughs) (laughs) For you, absolutely kick-ass deal for America. We get Alaska and all the cool stuff that comes with Alaska. Look at how huge Alaska is, by the way. And then we get Fort Ross in California. I haven't been there. Sure, it's beautiful. Didn't know that the Russians had a base there. Neat. Neat history. The return of all Russian properties, those of the Russian Empire, the Soviet Union, and the current Rush, and the current and current Russia, which have been seized by the United States and so on. That's what they said. Me with my (laughs) St. Patrick's Day Irish-Russian accent there. (laughs) Got to work on that. They are calling for the return of parts of California and Alaska, which Alaska was founded. The Alaskan colony was founded in 1784. The name Three Saints Bay where began the Russian-American company trading monopoly that chartered by Paul Tsar I in 1799. Woof. Man, these are like revolutionary war periods for America. So while we were fighting the Revolutionary War in New England, the Russians were founding Alaska. Alaska was sold to the U.S. in 1867 during Andrew Johnson's presidency for $7 million bucks, which would be $144 million bucks today. <laughs> Gotcha, Ruski. What a great deal. The Russian-American company built Fort Fort Ross less than three hours outside of modern-day San Francisco. Interesting. The settlement was sold into private hands in 1841. Uh, The same member of parliament demanded the seizure of Italian villas and so on and so forth. He said that nuclear strikes may be imminent for people who took our money. Yikes. I still think that those people who took our money uh, should be told, you have 24 hours to unfreeze our funds or else we'll send you what you know we've got. Hmm, I doubt that's vodka. The state Duma members and Kremlin spin doctors uh, were doing full-on war propaganda. 
It includes the dissolution of NATO, lifting sanctions, and extradition of war criminals like Zelensky. That's according to members of the Russian media. So, yikes. And also, scary times to have state-run media. Just a reminder, when you have channels that are owned and operated by the state and act as state mouthpieces and apparatchiks, you don't get the truth. The only way to get the truth is to have independent news and people who do their independent thought, research, and then display that research for the public. And don't tell the public what to believe, but let the public choose for themselves. That's what I do on this channel. That's why I love having you as our viewers. We love you so much. We thank you so much for watching every single day. We are here to bring you the news that you're not going to get anywhere else. We're doing our own part and building our own infrastructure here on The Benny Show to deliver you information that is really important to your life. Joe Biden, forgetting that he's president and telling a room full of people at the White House he has COVID, that's really important. You should understand the mental fitness of your president. You should understand that right now, because of the inept incompetence of our Congress and our political leaders and elites, they are driving us towards nuclear war and towards the default of the American dollar the absolute and total erosion of your currency and your future. You should know those things. And you should also know that Russia wants Alaska back. (laughs) Are you watching in Alaska? Let us know in the comments. We'd love to come visit someday. I would love to go to Alaska. Never been. I want to see those mountains and bears and salmon and eagles. Alaska is so cool, man. I want to go see it. And I also want America to be independent, strong. I want the energy that can be developed in Alaska, and that is a treasure given to us by God to use for our protection and the protection of my children and my children's children because we live here in America. I don't want bad things to happen to people around the world. I want good things to happen to all people around the world. But we want to protect our land here first. Any good man will protect his house and his family first before crossing the street to help out their neighbor. You must ensure that you protect your family first. You are not a good man if you let your children rot, starve, or harm come to them. If you are not protecting your family first and then going out all around the neighborhood and trying to do other things while your family suffers here at home. No. Home first, then let's go be the world police. Ladies and gentlemen, we love the show. We love this audience and we love being able to talk to you every single day. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. Go live in freedom. Have a great day and uh, (laughs) we'll see you online. Peace.